this is Michelle bringing you hope again. I have something I want to share with you today. Um, as the mother of an addicted loved one, a recovering addicted loved one, I am always looking for little tidbits to bring to you. And I shared this article um, this week on one of the Facebook pages and so many of the mothers thanked me uh, for sharing it. And I thought, you know what, maybe you're cleaning, maybe you're driving your, in your car, but maybe you're at a place where you just can't read right now. And I, I wanted to bring you this article. I didn't write it. Um, Mary Elizabeth wrote it. It's called Seven Things I Wish I Could Tell My Parents About my addiction. And Mary Elizabeth, um, who's the writer, is a former EMT tech from Michigan. She's a part-time student, full-time mom to a little boy, and she has another little one on the way. She advocates for access to medication-assisted treatment for patients in rehab facilities and recovery houses. And in her spare time, she writes short stories that focus on success with medication-assisted treatment and personal experiences. Her blog is called maryonmat.blogspot.com. And if you have never heard of the word MAT, it's just an abbreviation for medication-assisted treatment. maryonmat.blogspot.com. So I'm going to read um, Mary's article, and I'm really hoping that you find inspiration and hope today. I'm in a room with a couple dogs with a couple bow-wows, so if they start making noise and snorting and barking, I might have to pause and move, but for now, I'm I'm just going to keep going with this article and hope that Mary's writing will hit you someplace close to home where you can find hope. She says, here on this motel floor, I need to know that you still love me. If it isn't too painful for you, please visit me in rehab. When I tell you that I'm finally ready to get clean, please believe me, even if it's the hundredth time. I constantly find myself in conversations, she says, with both of her parents about the dark time in her life. In the beginning of her sobriety, she tried to explain to her parents about opioid receptors and dopamine levels, but it never seemed to make a difference. Many parents have a, quote, you did this because you are weak, unquote, mindset. They think you can just quit. Well, Mary says, Mom, number one, I can't just quit. I've been tired of this life for a long time and I have the desire to be the person you once trusted. But every time I quit, I get sick and believe that life just isn't worth living. I've tried to get clean, but once the fog clears, I realize how much I've damaged my life and I can't go back. I wish I could snap my fingers and be normal with a job and home, but my brain has changed. I want to be the child who you loved unconditionally, but I'm not. I'm sick. I don't like sleeping outside and going to rehab every few months, but that's what the drug has done to me. It's a part of me now, and unless I have it, I can't even get out of bed. I hate myself and what I'm putting you through. My mind, but my mind and body are broken right now. I'm going to pause here a minute. So keep in mind that... um, 
This is seven things I wish I could tell my parents about my addiction. Now, I had our son read this article and he said, oh yeah, um, he's in recovery now, but this was him. And I, I want you to think as I read these, um, the next ones here that Mary uh, chooses to share with us, the seven things she wished, you know, her parents understood. Think of, think it about this as if your child is telling you this and maybe that'll, um, maybe something will click with you too. Um, number two, this isn't your fault. Mom, this didn't happen because you left me to cry out in the crib for too long or because you weren't strict enough. There isn't a recipe that you follow to make me a drug addict. This happened because I tried something out of curiosity and my brain and body responded in a way that made it impossible to stop. Ever since that first time, my brain hasn't worked the same. I am not lazy, stupid, or weak. I wish that I could sleep this off with a hot shower and an iron-rich diet, but it doesn't work like that. It started off as fun, but now... I am trapped. That one, I'm popping out of Mary's head here for a minute. That one was really powerful to me because how many of you can raise your hand and think maybe something, something in your life um, contributed to this problem? It's really hard for me um, sometimes to not think that, but... Our son has told me the same thing. Mom, nothing, you didn't do anything wrong. I had a great childhood. So here's the third one. My addiction shouldn't be the topic of gossip. I wish you could tell your coworkers that I graduated from that expensive university we planned on me attending. I know you aren't proud of me right now, but I'm still a person. I want you to heal and be able to talk about how much I've hurt you. But please don't use me and my addiction as entertainment. I am still your child. You might not know much about how addiction works, but I need for you to keep my most embarrassing secret close to you. Your coworkers and distant relatives don't need to know that I'm in jail again. Your great-grandmother that lives a thousand miles away doesn't want to hear about how I'm living in a dirty hotel. Unless I'm a threat to them or their belongings, I ask that you protect my dignity. People assume the absolute worst about people like me, and I'm not proud of anything I've done to feed my addiction. Along with getting high, I have engaged in degrading behaviors and even exposed myself to disease and violence. When people hear, my child is a drug addict, They think about every negative thing they've ever seen in a movie or heard on the news, and they will apply it to me. Why would you even want to share these awful things? Talk about the president or what movie you just saw instead. When I get better, I will have to face what I have done and accept the mistakes that I have made. I will have to face the people that you shared my humiliation with. Please don't think that I am asking you to suffer in silence. There are support groups and therapists who have the knowledge and skills to help you get through this. Wow, wasn't that good? I, um, speaking from my point of view, it is sometimes difficult not to share with your family what's going on because 
you're you're in shock that your child is doing this, right? But Mary is right. People who who don't people who don't have addicted loved ones don't understand. So when you say, you know, my child's in, in jail for using meth, you know, um, they they just think, oh my gosh, everybody stay away from that person, right? It's it's just horrible. So she's Mary's asking, saying, you know, let's not talk about her problems as the topic of gossip. Number four, try to learn about my addiction. And that's what you're doing right now with me, right? (laughs) You're trying to learn about addiction. If you're like me, doggone it. I am always looking for articles and things to help me understand. Um, Okay, so let me go on. Mary says, did you know that the American Medical Association classifies my addiction as a disease? I didn't make this up to make you feel sorry for me. It really is. I made the initial choice to start using drugs, but when I wanted to stop, my brain said no. It made everything else in the world unenjoyable. Could you imagine not being able to enjoy your favorite piece of cake from the best bakery in town? This is my life right now. The chemicals in my brain have been reprogrammed to want one thing only. If you don't believe me, and you probably won't, take 10 minutes and do a little research on addiction. While you are clicking on different links and learning about what I'm going through, please look at all the different treatment options too. Did you know that there's a medication you can give me an emergency that will reverse an opioid overdose at home? It's called naloxone, oh, I'm not saying it right, naloxone, naloxone, and you can get it from the pharmacy and it could possibly save my life. I didn't know that. I know that you want me to get better. I do too, but it's much harder than just saying no. It's important that you know that there are some medications available that can help my cravings and others that will completely block the effects of opioids. Whether or not these are what's best for me is something I will have to decide on my own, but you should know about them. As long as I am seeking treatment or have even talked about how I want to get better, I am still here fighting. Number five, Mary says, I have suffered through incredible trauma. I have seen death and loss. I have lost my dignity and self-respect. Some of my friends have died because of these drugs and I have been close to death myself. I don't know if I'll ever be able to talk about the terrible things that have happened in my addiction because I know how much it will hurt you. You might say that this is my fault and that I'm weak, but I'm not. I'm in here fighting with these memories and still waking up in the morning. When I get clean, I will need time to heal. I will need counseling and a little bit of space. Six, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I stole from you and constantly lied to you. I'm sorry I didn't make it to Thanksgiving last year. And I'm sorry you found me unconscious. I'm sorry that I made you cry. If I had a penny for every regret, I could pay you back for everything you've done for me. Right now, however, I would probably spend that money on drugs because I'm sick. One day, I hope that you will forgive me. I don't expect you to forgive me soon, but hopefully you realize that your child is still in here. Seven, this is the last one. Please don't give up on me. 
think of your child asking you this. I'm not asking you to give me money. That ship has long sailed. I'm asking you to let me come home or even to trust me right now. Here on this motel floor, I need to know that you still love me. I need to know. I need you to call me and tell me how you are. Please be a constant in my life, even if it's just through text messages. If it isn't too painful for you, please visit me in rehab. When I tell you that I'm finally ready to get clean, please believe me, even if it's the hundredth time. If I tell you that I'm going to start taking medication to help my sobriety, be proud of me. Don't tell me that I'm trading one drug for another because I'm trying. Just please don't give up on me. So there you go, the seven things I wish I could tell my parents about addiction. I doubt that if your son or daughter is in active addiction right now, that they would be able to articulate this the way that Mary did. But I'm here to give you hope today and hope that some of these words maybe will encourage you. I have a Facebook page that I started, momslettinggo.com. Well, that's that's the website. I haven't launched that yet, but the Facebook page is called Moms Letting Go. You can go try to find it, and if you um, you have to ask to join the group. But if you do that, I think what I'll do is I will share this article on that Facebook page. So if you want to print it off, some of the moms wanted to print it off. Um, and, you know, if it just helps you in any way, um, I want to make that available to you. So I hope that you're having a great day and you are finding time for you because if you don't take time for your wellness, um, you'll be using all your time for your illness. And I hope that doesn't happen. God bless.